This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It's Jake, your host, and today we're at Frogtown Cellars, which is technically in Dahlonega, Georgia. And I say technically because it's really kind of equidistant between Cleveland and Dahlonega, and just north of Claremont, Georgia. If you're familiar with that area of our North Georgia region, it's absolutely beautiful. Just lots of, of beautiful mountain backdrops and you know big skies. And if you have not been to Frogtown, I'm just telling you, you're missing it. When I first moved to Georgia and people told me that there were wineries in Georgia, I was like, you know, you just can't take it seriously. I mean, you just, you don't even think about top-notch, high-caliber wines being in Georgia. Like, it's just not what you think of. You think of, like, great biscuits and things like that. I'm telling you, this winery can go toe-to-toe with anybody on the planet, and they have. So I'm not going to spoil it too much for you because we talk about in the episode some of their wines that have literally won awards that are so elite uh you like you listen to this episode and you're like all right we're going i'm done i'm sold we're going because whether or not you just want to sit back and relax for an afternoon and and have a glass of wine on their beautiful veranda and just looking out over the vineyard Uh, or you're a wine connoisseur and you love wines that are really, really exceptional, this has whatever you're looking for anywhere in that spectrum. So you don't have to be a wine connoisseur to uh, appreciate and enjoy the ambiance and the setting. The architecture of the the building is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it's it's really, I know I say that uh, on some of these, but I'm just telling you, like... (laughs) Why would, why would I go spend my time somewhere that I wouldn't absolutely rave about and feature on a podcast? It wouldn't make any sense, right? So I'm just telling you, this is somewhere you need to get to at some point in the near future. And hey, why don't you plan like a Dahlonega day or a, you know, a North Georgia day where you go and hit you know two, three, four of these things in a day? It will. I promise you, it will be the best day of your calendar year doing some of these things and really having a great adventure with whoever your special someone or someone's uh, are, and just get out and relax. With that as a means of introduction, we'll get started. You know how to find us online, North Georgia Life Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. And again, just thank you for all of you who are sharing the podcast with your friends, family members, coworkers, uh, those who are in our area that just need to get connected with how amazing our part of the world is. Thank you. You're making life better for everyone, and we really appreciate it. With that, we'll get started. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It's Jake, your host, and today's episode is a little bit of nostalgia and a lot of excitement around it for me because this is a location I have not been to in, uh, unfortunately, too long. Uh, We are at Frogtown Cellars. We are in the North Georgia mountains, the foothills, and an absolutely scenic drive for no matter what direction you come from. And we are here today with Sydney Kreitzer, who's part of the ownership of the property, which is an absolutely gorgeous property. 
Sydney, welcome. Well, hi. Glad yeah. to be here. Awesome. Glad so, to talk about Frogtown today. Yes. So, so for uh, for our listeners, so I had come to Frogtown, gosh, we were talking probably 12, 14 years ago for the first time. It had been around for, uh, what, six, mm-hmm. eight years before that? Yes. The uh, vineyard actually went in in 99. 90, 90, really? That old? Mm-hmm. Gosh. So I... I came for the first time because I'd heard good things about it, and to be perfectly honest, the, I've I've learned one things in my one thing in my adulthood, which is the best the best vintners, the best winemakers in the world are really really analytical people. Oh yes, uh, and your husband fits that mold. Oh, does he ever? <laughs> uh, so, if I remember correctly, he was an attorney. Yes, in his past life. Yes. And that is, if you're if you're an attorney and you want to be a winemaker, you'll probably be a good one. Uh, you know? <laughs> probably if you practice law the way Craig did. Yes. 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 So, uh, so let's go back in time a little bit. Is this something you guys had in the back of your mind uh, when he was practicing yes, law? Yes, I think so. Um, we had the occasion to visit Calistoga, California in 1986. And we looked around, there was nothing there, and they, we said, well, we should buy property here and we could have a vineyard. But with uh, blooming law practice and small children at home, that was kind of impossible. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Craig and I, we built a very lovely French wine collection, mm-hmm. which we have enjoyed throughout the years and which makes our palate very much a Bordeaux palate. Mm-hmm. So for the the layman, what's that mean? A Bordeaux palate. Yes. That means that we like French wine. Okay. And we like the way French wine, of course, tastes. And Bordeaux wines are a series of grapes, Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Malbec, and Cabernet Franc, and Carmenere, which we grow almost all of those with the exception of Carmenere. So we can make our own Bordeaux varietals. Mm-hmm. Uh, California wines tend to be more intense and fruity than French wines, which are much more elegant in their taste and much more food friendly. Okay. Uh, when I when I moved to Georgia, it was probably, gosh, I don't know, 16 years ago, something like that, uh, 15, 16 years ago, and I, I heard that there were there were wineries in Georgia and I was, I just looked at people like they were cross-eyed like, what do you mean? Right. But we're, we're really in a really good, and when you talk about the, uh, globally, just as far as where we sit above the equator, we're in like prime territory. Well, and we're most fortunate to have a length of hot days where we have a lot of sun Mm -hmm. and we have cool nights and warm days. Mm -hmm. Now the, only problem we have is we do tend to have a lot of rain. Yeah, well, and this yeah. year, <laughs> this year's no especially. Exception. And a lot of folks asked me at the bar, "What is all this rain doing to you?" Mm. And right now, it's okay if it rains, mm-hmm. but as soon as we have bud break right. and the fruit is going to set, we don't want any rain. Right. So we're hoping that all this rain will just go away by. April and yep. May. Give us a little bit of rain, but right. that's about it. Please yes. stop already. Yeah. <laughs> because basically what, what happens, uh, and I, I know a little bit about gardening, uh, is 
and you'll see this if you're if you're just a recreational gardener if you're if you're growing tomatoes and you get a real heavy rain sometimes your tomatoes the skin will split and it's mm -hmm. because that the roots are drawing up so much water it actually busts a seam literally yes. in the skin of the tomato and in the in the wine world it's even more extensive because you're you're effectively watering down the grapes. That too, and uh, of course, all the rain, it, it makes the grapes have mold. Ah. So we have to fight that mold. Ah, I didn't even we, think about that. We don't want mold on our grapes. No, mm -mm, mm -hmm. no. Your, your operation here, uh, it's one, it's absolutely breathtaking. I, I know you do special events, um, you know, things like that here. Mm -hmm. You do weddings here on yes, site. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. um, it, because it is, I mean, it literally is breathtaking. You, you When you pull up, uh, you'll see it just kind of perched on the hill, and it's pretty spectacular. But then when you get up and you kind of look out on the horizon uh, from the setting you're in, it's it's not a bad place to come to work, you know? No, not <laughs> at all. And we've had a lot of uh, great um, advertisement about this. We were in the Napa magazine as one of really? the most beautiful vineyards outside of California. Take that, California. Yes. <laughs> uh, one of the – so I want to make sure I don't forget this because uh, I remember – uh, years ago, uh, I think it was uh, Craig explaining to me the, the you've got a, a wind system of sorts here in the uh, in the vineyard to help circulate air. Yes, and we only need that if we have frost. Right, and and, and explain because he was telling me you start the fires and oh, you circulate yes, the wind, uh -huh. and I'm like, wait a minute, what? I thought you just grew grapes. Right. It's like uh, it's like the army out there. When uh, frost comes, and we hope that it doesn't, usually uh, we've had bud break at that point, mm -hmm. and that's why we're going to fight frost because the grapes, they won't produce. Mm -hmm. The vines will live, but we won't have any fruit right. if we get frosted out. So we have a wind machine uh, that does blow the air and circulates it, and then we do have a helicopter that will fly too. We rent that uh, over other parts of the vineyard to uh, make the warm air and cold air kind of change places. Wow. Yeah. So if that tells you anything about the level and the quality of wine that you're going to get here, mm -hmm. like who else has a helicopter for air circulation? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's pretty spectacular on all fronts here. So was there a moment in time where you were like, OK, we're going to go. We're really going to go after our dream of having our own vineyard, our own facility uh, location from transitioning from the law practice. Yes, well, lots of people understand when your children all are in school and they're doing their own things, suddenly you have the ability to be a little bit freer than you have been in the past. Mm -hmm. And my husband, thank goodness, was at a point in his life, approaching 50, one could call it a midlife crisis perhaps, but he decided that sitting in a chair all day was not for him anymore. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to be outside. Mm -hmm. And certainly he'd had the right to do whatever he wanted to. And he said, I want to be a farmer. And I go. said, well, okay, what do you want to farm? And he said, well, let's do grapes. And he had one of his clients owned a vineyard over by Chateau Alain. Uh -huh. So we went over there and uh, tasted their wine and just kind of fell in love with the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to uh, look for a vineyard to buy. 
And there was one right next door to him. I think it was the old Chestnut Mountain Vineyard, which uh, has been there for years. And so Craig said, yes, let's, uh, let's try to do that. And as he began doing his due diligence, as all lawyers do, mm-hmm. he found out that those vines were diseased. Ah. So that was not a great place to grow grapes. It does not have the height with the cool nights and mm-hmm. the warm days the way that we need here. So we just were traveling to Dahlonega to visit the old Blackstock winery. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, right down the road, there was a beautiful piece of property that had been sitting un. Uh, used for many years, and we were lucky enough to buy it. But you would not recognize this piece of property today no. from what it was. No. Yeah, no. Craig, it was like the Georgia DOT out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's for a, a year. good way of describing mm-hmm. it. Um, and what's the lead time between the time you start planting the vines to when you, you need, actually... You need three years. Three years, mm-hmm. okay. And then with red wines on the East Coast here, we like to keep them in their barrel for three to four years. Yeah. Sometimes some of your lighter fruit like Sangiovese can have a two-year barrel life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of the, and this is for, uh, I guess, the the extreme novice maybe, the the kinds of wine people will see in the the sections of the grocery store or the uh, package store or whatever those are varieties of grapes they tend to be but most importantly what people have to understand when they go to a grocery store today turn your bottle around mm. to the back and look at and for the words vintage by mm-hmm. vintage and bottled by and then go and look up what vintage by means and you will find out that the winery whose name is on the front of the bottle had little or nothing to do with the making of that wine. Mm. They actually bought the wine bottled and put their label on it, or they bottled it themselves and put their label on it. But they did not make or produce that wine. It's very misleading. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. And Craig uh, has become one of the 100 most influential people in the wine industry today because he preaches that fact, the importance of terroir. Terroir is the earth that your vineyard is on. Mm. And so when you taste uh, Frogtown red wines, you taste their terroir. You you can taste the earth in our wines. Mm -hmm. So very important for a vineyard to have its own terroir. So when we go buy wine at the grocery store, which they tend to be less expensive because that's what people are looking for, those bottles are not made by the vineyard whose name is on the front mm-hmm. of the bottle. Yeah, we we picked up uh, a little bit on this. We, I didn't frankly know how that worked, uh, but that makes total sense because there are, uh, I don't want to get into dropping grocery chain right. names but you you can get literally the the same wine with a different name for different prices at different stores right how strange is that how strange is that <laughs> yes it's it it is funny mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes mm-hmm. sense now right um and i it's one of those things you should you should have like a hidden camera at the bar here where you see people who have not tasted your wine, taste your wine for the first time. Yes. Because I've gotten to see several people uh, here over the years, and everybody has the same is the same reaction of like, oh my goodness. Yeah, this is Georgia. What is this? Right. What is this? You'll love this story. A couple of years ago, Wine Business Monthly named us as one of the 10 top hot brands of the year. 
So they invited us to come pour in Sacramento to one of the big shows out there, mm-hmm. the conventions. So we went, and they had a lovely space set up for all 10 of us. And people would come over to us. Mind you, most of them are from California over there. And they'd say, gee, we really like your wine the best. Where are you from? And I would say, Georgia. And their reply was, Georgia, USSR. Yes, comrade. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So that shows you how shocking um, it is for them to think that wine is grown in Georgia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for us, we've won so many medals throughout the year that we we go to contests and competitions that uh, people taste their wines not knowing what vineyard you're from. Mm -hmm. So it's called a blind uh, competition or a blind tasting so that the... um, People who are judging can't look at where you're from to judge your wine. They have to judge it by the way it tastes. Yes, no label bias. Right. Yes. <laughs> because if they saw it was from Georgia, oh, yeah. they would probably think, oh, this wine is going to be sweet. Right, right, right. I mean, we Georgians are all sweet, but we don't yeah. necessarily <laughs> want our wine sweet. Um, any any favorite memories uh from i want to get into some of the awards that y'all have won because it's uh it is like dumbfounding like right. you have been it winning is. international international awards well no they're really national we <laughs> haven't we haven't put any wines into well you could call them international competitions yeah international competitions but, right yeah. but we haven't yet sent our wines to france or spain right, or right, anything right, right. but they are right. international competitions right. Um, but you've been winning those for, for years. Years, right. Years. Actually, um, um, our 2002 propaganda uh, actually won a silver medal, and it tied with Insignia that year. Ah. And there was no gold medal given that year. How about that? Yes. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yes, that was the very first year Craig made wine. And uh, it was, we decided, gee, we really can make wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first year that... Right, there were some 2001s made, and then 2002, the propaganda, which is our flagship. We talked about Bordeaux. It's Mm -hmm. our flagship Bordeaux wine that we sent to competition that year, and it came home with a silver medal. Wow. Made you feel pretty good. Yes, yes. (laughs) And since then, I mean, we've been winning lots and lots of uh, competitions and wines. Mm -hmm. And most importantly to us is when we go to California, and uh, bring home a double gold medal from California. This will be our fourth year in a row that one of our wines brought home a double gold. And at the San Francisco Chronicle, you have 6,700 entries that you're competing against. Oh, my goodness. And only 20 double gold medals are given. Holy cow. Yes, I'd say so. 6,700, you're one of the top 20. Right, right. Wow, Mm -hmm. that is awesome. Uh, so I, I told I told you I said if they got a helicopter you know it's legit. Right. So um, rent a helicopter. Right. So um, any any favorite memories favorite stories uh, as you think back uh, over your twenty years here now um, that just just make you smile every time. Well. I think for me the most fun is when people say, where did the word Frogtown, your name Frogtown, come from? Mm -hmm. And um, a couple years after we did this, um, an Indian family came to us and said, "Um, our relative is buried on the property. And uh, where is he? And, of course, years ago they only put stones 
uh, up for a gravesite, and so many years later, who knows where he is? Right. So we said to them, "Will you tell us where he is?" Mm-hmm. And they chose the sequoia tree. As they said, it's the sign of the Cherokee. Mm-hmm. So they had the Sons of the American Revolution came. They put a plaque in for him for uh, serving in the American Revolution. And they also brought in all the old paperwork. And it didn't say that Abraham Helton was from Dahlonega or Cleveland or Blue Ridge or Appalachia. It said he was from Frogtown. Wow. And so looking into that, Frogtown uh, was an area encompassed by Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina. Hmm. And supposedly there were some stones that looked like a frog, and it became anglicized to Frogtown. How about that? But for me, Frogtown, even though frog is kind of derogatory to the French people, it still <laughs> means French town to me. Uh, and okay. because our wines are so French in their style, mm-hmm. it's a perfect fit. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I don't think I, I had come across that in uh, the years ago that uh, I was more plugged into what you all are doing. Um, so uh, the, the, the wine thread runs in your family. We yes. talked a little bit of that before we started. Yes, our daughter uh, is a winemaker uh, in California in Paso Robles. Mm-hmm. And because she has two beautiful grandchildren of ours <laughs> in Paso Robles, uh, Craig decided that he would like to have a vineyard there also so he could have a California label. And today we do uh, have our first red wine, 100% uh, grown, produced and bottled in our California vineyards, which are located in Adelaida and the Geneseo AVAs. All right. I don't know where that is, but... <laughs> yes, yes. It sounds and, very and nice. AVA is important. It's your, um, it's your viniculture area. Okay. And uh, today, too, because of Frogtown, Dahlonega has its own AVA. How about that? Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's a Dahlonega Plateau. That is very cool. And I, I know that's not an e- not by any means an easy uh, feat. No. It's been many years in the works. No. And uh, to have your own AVA and be a part of that, all of your wine has to be grown, produced, and bottled in the AVA itself. Mm. And when you travel around to many of the uh, wineries in the area, a lot of them bring in California fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't realize that, though it takes a lot of hard work, you can grow yeah. really premium grapes in this area of yeah. Georgia. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations on that. So one of the things that you all have here, which I thought when you started doing it, I was like, this is absolute genius on so many different levels, is your, one, your your soirees, but you have a, a wine, and I can't remember the name of it, so you can tell me. The but Citizens. The Citizens, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, that people who are in uh, in that, and that's something that they're interested in, they want to be more involved with, they can come and have some hands-on time here at the vineyard at different times yes. in the year. Yes. So talk a little bit about some of these soirees, some of your, I know you just had a Valentine's uh, right, event here. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those things you have as reoccurring things in the calendar, and then some of the things for the citizens. Yes, um, we love our citizens here at Frogtown. 
we get a lot of joy out of calling them citizens. Mm -hmm. And their number one job at the bar is to talk other people into becoming citizens. <laughs> and they do and a great not job. A difficult job. <laughs> they really do a great job, and they're so proud of themselves, and we're proud of them too. But we do embrace them as family. Um, they do get a discount on their wines and the food that is served here at Frogtown, which we're very proud of. Mm -hmm. This coming month, at the end of March, we'll have a soiree for our citizens where they come in. We make them appetizers, and Craig will talk to them about some of the new wines, and they'll taste some of the new wines. They get to know Craig. They get to ask him questions, and they get to share in what's happening in the vineyards both here in California. Uh, so we would expect that we'll have over 100 people attending that soiree. Mm -hmm. And then as we go through the year, we do have special events, whether they're dinners uh, that people are invited to, um, or, and especially, let's talk about Harvest Day with yes. Craig. This is gonna, the big one. Yeah, we're going to talk about Harvest uh, Day. Harvest Day awesome. is when you are here at 7 o'clock in the morning. We have a little light breakfast together. Then Craig hands out the harvesting tools, and we get to work. And so last year, our citizens harvested seven tons of grapes. Oh, my gosh. Which actually we... Normally, you pay people a dollar a bucket or two dollars a bucket to harvest, but for us, we give that money to the wounded warriors. Awesome! So they they earned for the wounded warriors last year uh, two thousand dollars. That's awesome. That uh, our citizens were able to donate to them through us, and then we have a lovely lunch mm -hmm. and we drink some wine. We have a town hall meeting with Craig where we have a lot of fun, and then we either go out and we harvest more or we process the fruit mm -hmm. so that they get some hands-on experience with that then we let them rest for an hour or two if they want if mm -hmm. not they can stay here and drink some wine and then we have a big harvest dinner so it's a mm -hmm. all-day affair it's an all-day affair yeah and people just love it then uh, they get to have their name on the bottles of wine oh, wow. that are uh, produced from the grapes that they harvested so in 2019 um, that they have uh, harvested Ruzan and they harvested Cabernet Franc. So those will be the two wines that they will have their names on. Ruzan is due to come out, we hope, in May. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to be so surprised about how wonderful that wine is. I can't wait for them to enjoy it. Yeah. So when I first learned about that, that was one of those things. I'm like, that is such it's so brilliant on so many levels and such a great idea. One, just from a business standpoint, because you're building the affinity with your your brand, your organization, your location. Uh, you're giving people an education and some practical training on something that they, they care already about. And so you're mm -hmm. kind of building that. Um, and, and then to be able to do it here where it's just, I mean, spectacular. What a great idea. What a great what a great day to be able to spend at a property like this doing something where you feel like uh, you're you're one you're you're giving to a, a great cause you're getting educated and informed and kind of growing in your personal knowledge about something that you're already passionate about you're doing it with people who are like minded and you're building some friendships alongside right they do make friends at Frogtown right mm -hmm. and uh, and that was that was one of the things that I I shared one of my one of my kind of focal reasons for the heart behind the podcast was to build relationships with people and hopefully friendships for life. 
And whether it's with uh, an organization like this, it's something that you're you're passionate about, uh, whether it's you know wines or flying kites or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or it's a nonprofit that you're passionate about, you're you're getting yourself plugged into an environment that you're surrounding yourself with people who you already have common ground right with. right and i think that it has a lot to do with the friendships that do build here yeah. they all are interested in wine they all like to talk about wine and they all want to drink wine yes <laughs> which when <laughs> uh, let's be honest when you've got the wine selection and it's the level that that you all have here that's i mean that's kind of like a no-brainer right that's, the, yeah that's something easy box that we didn't talk about we actually grow 23 varieties 23 here. so wine club is never boring Wow. Wine club, our citizens get the best. Sometimes uh, other wine clubs will use it to perhaps get rid of wines that mm-hmm. aren't that good. Yeah. But for us, uh, Craig wants to give them only the best. They get all of our reserve bottles, and reserves are pretty much the only true varietals that we make. And when I say a varietal, I mean Cabernet Sauvignon that's called Cabernet Sauvignon. We have a lot of names like Shotgun. Uh, propaganda, applause, merger. These are all blends of wine. Mm-hmm. And so they carry a fun name mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. a varietal carries a varietal. Yep. All of our citizens, they're the ones who get that uh, reserve Cabernet, reserve Merlot, etc. What is what's one of your go-to wines just for your something you love any day every day? Oh, well, people who know me well will say she always goes for the rosé okay but in truth different days different wines taste better Mm -hmm. to me and people will say what's your favorite wine and I will say do you have children and then I will ask them do you have a favorite which is your favorite but the truth is that Craig doesn't bottle anything unless I like it Smart man. <laughs> right. So my best days are the days when he comes in with a with a glass and says, taste this. What do you think? Mm, mm-hmm. Those are the best days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to talk a little bit about uh, citizens have access to our library, which uh-huh. is outside. It took probably five years to build the library, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it houses all of our own old wines from 2001 up. Wow. Right, and we do have tastings uh, twice a month for our wine club members only to come in and perhaps do a tasting of three different propagandas, three different touches. Mm-hmm. It's all in there for for them to taste and, of course, to buy those bottles if they want to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that was you guys have have done that um that side of the business so well it's one of those things i'm like why don't more people do stuff like this because you're you're really creating a win for your 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 customers um and they feel and that's another reason too that we uh decided to uh make our food offerings larger. Mm -hmm. So during the winter months, we're just open for lunch on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But when time changes like it just did, uh, in April, we will begin our Italian bistro at night also, where people can come in and have fresh pasta, which we make here, and wow. pizza dough, which we make here, and some lovely Italian dishes. And the interesting thing is, where can you go buy a bottle of wine, really priced in the 30s for a great bottle of mm-hmm. wine, and have a great dinner? Yeah. And this is what we're after, is to try to get people to realize that they don't have to pay 75 80 $120. Right for a bottle of wine that's superior. 
but they can do that at the winery at Frogtown. Right. Yeah, and that's and that's a such a great point because your your thirty dollar bottle of wine is I don't even say equivalent. It's probably better than what you're going to spend at a package store for an eighty or ninety, a hundred dollar bottle. Right. Of wine. And again, look at the back of that bottle. Mm-hmm. Chances are it's going to say vinted by, cellared by. Mm-hmm. And again, the uh, vineyard on the front has nothing to do with making yeah. that bottle of wine. Mm. Something that the public needs to be educated about. Yeah, absolutely. And Craig does his best. Yeah. <laughs> um, any So as we kind of look in the, the next five, ten years, mm-hmm. any uh, growth things you guys are looking for? It'll be California-based uh, for us, I'm sure. The uh, citizens here have embraced our California blends where we blend our wine with our California fruit. And, of course, this first wine that just came out that's 100% California that Craig made, it truly is an interesting wine. It's so different from our wine. Mm -hmm. But it's a great way for our citizens to taste those wines at a reasonable price. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, any California field trips in the future? Oh, yes. Craig is out there <laughs> once a month uh, and sometimes twice a month just checking things out. Mm-hmm. Interesting, in California, you can hire label, labor to do whatever you need them to do. Hmm. So that you can hire them to take care of the vineyard if you need it, hire them to harvest. Here, there aren't any of those companies available. Uh, you have to do it yourself. Gotcha. A- another thing, had mm-hmm. no idea. Didn't even think about some of those practical elements right. of what mm-hmm. you do. Um, all right, so so you're so you've got the Italian Bistro that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned, and you're also mentioning a brunch. Right. Those, are, of course, uh, we're open for lunch on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. and brunch uh, on Sunday from twelve thirty to two thirty, and lunch goes on Sunday till six o'clock in the evening. So, okay. if you're in the area and you want to come by for a fresh pizza. Uh, or a panini uh, on Sunday afternoon late, we're here. Are reservations needed for those events? It's always good to, and certainly you can go online, and right at the top there's a place to book your table. Okay, awesome, awesome. So one of the things I like to do before we end every episode is what I call the lightning round, which is a question that has nothing to do about anything. It's just a fun question. So today's uh, lightning round question is, I got your feel-good, which I've got two feel-good songs. And um, you have to pick which one's better. So which is the better feel-good song of the decade, Dancing on the Ceiling by Lionel Richie or Life is a Highway by Tom Cochran? I don't know either of those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. So you choose. I've got them both on my playlist. I I can't. I I really can't. that's why I asked you. I couldn't choose. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. both good, mm-hmm. good songs. Let's talk about how people find you, uh, your social media uh, accounts, website, phone number. Yes. How do people get plugged Frogtown. in? Frogtown.com. Frogtown.com. Right, Can't get that is than the that. main one. We're there. A lot of information on there. As I said, you can make a reservation to have lunch or dinner with us, and of course, you can even sign up to be a citizen online. I was going to say, but they can get best all the uh, to come in and come to the bar. Let us greet you mm-hmm. and let us pour you some Frogtown wine. 
and see if we can't talk you into becoming a citizen yeah. and uh, enjoy all these events with us. Yeah, it, it won't be a difficult conversation. And it, it, honestly, if you've not been up this direction, uh, we've done a, a number of episodes uh, at this point up in this neck of the woods in Dahlonega and the surrounding area. Uh, you can make an awesome day or weekend trip out of it. Yes. And you're, you're going to feel like you kind of know some of the owners uh, of these operations, and it's going to be an absolutely awesome awesome experience for you especially if you've never been here you're it's just going to take your breath away the the architecture of the the property how it's laid out the views all that is is i mean you're going to want to come back so you might want to just have that conversation when you get here about the citizen yes <laughs> that's right because you get free tastings when you're a citizen oh there you go <laughs> okay uh, very well, important i know you got other stuff to do i really appreciate your time and uh with that we'll let you go okay thank you so much This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live.